Welcome back to Sister Alley Cat's Tea, where we talk about all things church-related. My name is Allison C. Holt, and I am your host. Today, we will continue our journey through the Bible. And today, we are going to talk about the book of Deuteronomy. Yes, I said it, Deuteronomy. We're going to start here at the first chapter. As we've done before, we're going to read the first chapter of Deuteronomy, and then we're going to come back and get our snippets. We're going to summarize what we read. So let's get to it. Deuteronomy, the first chapter, starting at the first verse. <laughs> These are the words Moses spoke to all Israel in the desert east of the Jordan that is in the Arabah opposite of Suf between Paran and Tophel Laban has a rock and Dizaha it takes 11 days to go from Horeb to Kadesh Barnea by the Mount Sierra road in the fort in the 40th year on the first day of the 11th month, Moses proclaimed to the Israelites all that the Lord had commanded him concerning them. This was after he had defeated Sihon, king of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon, and at Andrea had defeated Og, king of Bashan, who reigned in Ashtaroth. East of the Jordan, in the territory of Moab, Moses began to expound this law, saying, The Lord our God said unto us at Horeb, You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. Go to all the neighboring people in the Araba, in the mountains in the western foothills, of the Negev and along the coast to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon and for as far as the great river the Euphrates. See, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land that the Lord swore he would give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to their descendants after them. At that time, I said to you, you are too heavy a burden for me to carry alone. The Lord your God has increased your numbers so that today you are as many as the stars in the sky. May the Lord, the God of your fathers, increase you a thousand times and bless you as he has promised. But how can I bear your problems and your burdens and your disputes all by myself. Choose some wise men, understanding and respected men, excuse me, from each of your tribes, and I will set them over you. You answer me, what you propose to do is good. So I took the leading men of your tribes, wise and respected men, and appointed them to have authority over you as commanders of thousands of hundreds of fifties and of tens and as tribal of officials 
and I charge your judges at this time at that time hear the disputes between your brothers and judge fairly whether the case is between brother Israelites or between one of them and an alien do not show partiality in judging hear both small and great alike do not be afraid of any man for judgment belongs to God bring me any case too hard for you and I will hear it and at that time I told you everything you were to do then as the Lord our God commanded us we set out from Horeb and went toward the hill country of the Amorites through all the vast and dreadful desert that you have seen and so we reached Kadesh Barnea then I said unto you you have reached the hill country of the Amorites which the Lord our God is giving us see the Lord your God has given you the land go up and take possession of it as the Lord the God of your fathers told you but do not be afraid do not be discouraged then all of you came to me and said let us send men ahead to spy the land for us and bring back a report about the route we are to take and the towns we that we will come to. The idea seemed good to me, so I selected 12 of you, one man from each tribe. They left and went up into the hill country and came to the valley of Eshkol and explored it, taking with them some of the fruit of the land they brought it down to us and reported this is a good land that the lord our god is giving us but you were unwilling to go up you rebelled against the command of the lord your god you grumbled in your tents and said the lord hates us so he brought us out of egypt to deliver us into the hands of the amorites to destroy us where can we go our brothers have made us lost heart they say the people are stronger and taller than we are the cities are larger with walls up to the sky we even saw the anakites there then i said to you do not be terrified do not be afraid of them the lord your god who is going before you will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt before your very eyes and in the desert. There you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a father carries his son as all the way you went until you reached this place. In, in spite of this, you did not trust the Lord your God who went ahead of you on your journey in fire by night and in cloud by day. You searched out places for you to camp and to show you the way you should go. When the Lord heard what you said, he was angry and solemnly swore, not a man of this evil generation shall see the good land I swore to give your fathers, except Caleb son of Jephunneh, he will see it and I will give him and his descendants the land he set his feet on. 
because he followed the Lord wholeheartedly. Because of you, the Lord became angry with me also and said, you shall not enter it either. But your assistant Joshua, son of Nun, will enter it. Encourage him because he will lead Israel to inherit it. And the little ones that you said will be taken captive. Your children who do not yet know good from bad, they will enter the land. I will give it to them and they will take possession of it. But as for you, turn around and set out toward the desert alone, the route of the Red Sea. Then you reply, we have sinned against the Lord. Ah, let's get my page turned here. We, you have sinned against the Lord. We will go up and fight as the Lord our God commanded us. So every one of you put on your weapons, thinking it easy to go up into the hill country. But the Lord said to me, tell them, do not go up and fight because I will not be with you. You will be defeated by your enemies. So I told you, but you would not listen. You rebelled against the Lord's command, and in your arrogance, you marched up into the hill country. The Amorites who lived in these hills came out against you. They chased you like a swarm of bees and beat you down from Sierra all the way to Hormah. You came back and wept before the Lord. But he paid no attention to your weeping and turned a deaf ear to you. And so you stayed in Kadesh many days, all the time you spent there. My God, my God, listen. Moses began to backtrack and he began to um, um, remind the people of the journey that they had been through. So basically here Moses is just reminding them like Deuteronomy 1 serves as an introductory chapter to the fifth book of the Torah and the Christian Old Testament. Deuteronomy and it begins Moses' final speech to the Israelites before they entered the promised land. This chapter set the stage for a series of discourses delivered by Moses on the plains of Moab, recounting the journey and experiences of the Israelites since their exodus from Egypt and reiterating the laws and commandments they are to follow in the land they are about to enter. Here's a breakdown of the key elements. So we're going to talk about the key elements of Deut Deuteronomy chapter 1. Now, of verses 1 through 5, the introduction setting. The chapter opens by situating the narrative of time and place, specifying that Moses spoke these words to all Israel beyond the Jordan in the wilderness. It mentions that it takes it only takes 11 days to go from Horeb to Kadesh Barnea by the Mount Sierra Road, highlighting the physical context of their journey. Moses is presenting a, is, is Moses is um, 
presented with a taking the opportunity to expound the law given to him by God, setting the stage for a detailed recapitulation of the law. So in other words, Moses is, is getting getting their uh, ears ready to hear the recapitulation of the law, to tell the story of what they have just gone through in the wilderness. So that's what Moses began to do. Verses 6 through 8 is the actual recapitulation. Moses begins his speech by reminding the Israelites of their time at Mount Horeb, which is Mount Sinai, where God commanded them to leave Horeb and to go to the land promised to their ancestors. It's like they, they hung around this mountain for so long till God had to tell them to leave the mountain and go uh, possess the land as he told them in the beginning. So... Uh, God commanded them to leave Horeb, Mount Sinai, and go to the land promised to their ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, this call to enter, the, enter and possess the land underscores the fulfillment of God's promises to the patriarchs. The patriarchs are Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Always remember Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They are the patriarchs to uh, the children of Israel, they are the patriarchs um, ahead of Moses, Moses' forefathers. And we know that God promised Abraham that his seed will be many as the sand upon the seashore. We know that the death of Jesus Christ on the cross allowed us being Gentiles because we're not Israelites. If you're not an Israelite, uh, if you're not a Jew, you're um, not a child of the promise. However, when Jesus came on the scene and he died for our sins, my God from Zion, there's such a smile on my face. He allowed us, we became, the Gentiles became engrafted in. So that gave us the right to be a child of God, to be a son of God, to, to, to um, partake in the promise the promise that he made to Abraham of his uh, blessing of the people, of his children, his seed will be blessed. And that the death of Jesus Christ on the cross allowed us to partake in that blessing as being Gentiles. In other words, not being a Jew, an Israelite. So, verses 9 through 18 here. Moses recounts how he appointed leaders and judges among the Israelites to help him bear the burden of leadership and to judge fairly among the people. This section emphasizes the importance of wise and just governance, instructing the judges to hear disputes impartially, regardless of the party's social status. Let me say that again. This section emphasizes the importance of wise and just governance. Instructing the judges, Moses had to instruct them that they need to hear the disputes with impartiality regardless of the person's social status. So regardless of your social status, the judgment has to be just, just without impartiality. And that's how it should be today as well. Now, the spies and the people's rebellion, verses 19 through 46. 
the narrative moves to the episode of the spies sent to explore Canaan from Kadesh Barnea. Moses describes the selection of 12 spies, one from each tribe, and their return with reports of the land's fertility, but also the formidable strength of its inhabitants. You know, the, the Anakites are there, the, the giants are there, the seed of the Nephilim are there. And the people's reaction to the report was fear and rebellion against God's command to enter the land is recounted. So they became afraid because of the report that the spies brought back. So basically this is saying that we don't trust you, God, even though you brought us out of the land of Egypt and you brought us um, against the Amorites and the king of Og, or Og the king, and we won the battle, we still do not trust you. So Moses reminds them of God's anger at this lack of faith. Listen, God, get, God gets angry when we don't have faith in him. The Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews that it is impossible to please God if we don't have faith. If we do not have faith, it is impossible to please God. Think about that. Think about those words. And that's coming from the King James Version. If you do not have faith, it is impossible. What does impossible mean? Think about it. Look up impossible. If we don't have faith, it's impossible for us to please God. That's just like being a child that can never please uh, its father. Or its mother you can never please God if you don't have faith in him and the scripture is telling us when Moses reminds them of God's anger he was upset at their lack of faith resulting in the decree that none of the adult generation that left Egypt except for Caleb and Joshua would see the promised land listen when God gets angry, honey, he gets angry. So none of those uh, adult generation that left out of Egypt, out of millions of people, none of them would enter into the promised land. Only their children and Caleb and Joshua, they were the only two that came back with a good report. All the other spies had bad reports. But Caleb and Joshua, they came back. Surely we can take the land. Surely we can because we got God on our side. And so God was angry with the people. And he made a decree that none of the adults will go into the promised land. They will all die in the wilderness. And that they did do. They died in the wilderness. Only their children entered the promised land. Listen, we read here, we read up in the beginning where it says it only takes how many days? Let's go back to that. Let's see if I can find it right off the, right off the bat. It only takes so many days, 11 days. It, it takes 11 days to go from Harab to Kadesh Barney. Only 11 days. My goodness, my goodness. Now, 
this section serves as a reminder of the consequences of disobedience and lack of faith. Now the conclusion to this chapter, chapter 1, the chapter concludes with the Israelites' attempt, attempted invasion of the land despite God commanding them not to. So after God got angry and told them what he had to say about the situation, then they decide that they're going to repent and they're going to go up to possess the land like God told them in the beginning. But God was still upset with them. He was still angry with them. And he told them, do not go because I am not going to go with you. That's just like a parent tells a child, do not go over to that individual's house because I am not going with you. I do not want you to go over there. And then the child goes anyway. And what happens? There's some kind of fight that breaks loose or, or, or something happens at the house that your child should not have been there. So that is the exact same thing. God is saying, don't go over there don't go messing with that that animal don't go messing with that um uh wild animal but you go anyway and what happens you get mauled by the wild animal this is the same thing god said no don't go because i am not going with you but they went anyway and what happened they got defeated because god was not with them so they came back with the tail between their legs, if you will. They came back and they had to uh, lick their swords or they had to um, bandage their swords. I don't want to be too, too, um, uh, yeah. So they, they, they basically got whooped. They got a beat down. <laughs> they, they came back um, beat up in so many words now god said commanded not commanded them not to go leading to their defeat by the amorites this is presented as a further example of the israelites failure to trust and obey god's commands leading to adverse consequences listen and chapter one serves as uh serves multiple functions it acts as a transition from the historical narrative found in Numbers, it reiterates the importance of obedience to God's laws. We learn um, in, in Numbers and Leviticus that we must be mindful or we must always be mindful of the commandments of God. So it, it reiterates, it reiterates the importance of the obedience to God's law and it sets the tone for the rest of the uh, this book, Deuteronomy which will elaborate on the laws and the principles the Israelites are to follow in the land they are about to enter. It underscores the theme of leadership, covenant, faith, obedience, and the consequences of rebellion, which are central to Deuteronomy and the Torah as a whole. My God just chapter one and we get all of that basically moses is uh reminiscing or or reminding the children of israel of the things that they have went through and not only is he reminding them 
he's also letting them know because of their rebellion because of their disobedience that god will not allow them to enter into the promised land only their children and two adults the children and two adults are the only ones that are going to enter into the promised land out of all these millions of people that left out of egypt can you imagine millions of people leaving egypt going to the promised land and of course on the way they had kids because the bible tell, tells us these children are so young they don't even know good from bad they don't know right from wrong yet but they're the ones that are going to enter into the promised land. Their parents will not go. Their parents are too stiff-necked, rebellious, and disobedient. So they will not enter into the promised land. Two adults and the rest kids will enter into the promised land. Not even Moses. Because of Moses' disobedience when he struck the rock instead of speaking to it. And we learned that in previous episodes. Well, we've learned something here in chapter one of Deuteronomy. I want to say thank you for listening to Sister Alec Tea, where we talk about all things church related. Go ahead and like, comment, follow, share, follow this ministry on social media platforms. Uh, you can look for Light and Darkness, L-I-T, look for Allison C. Holt. Uh, go over and um, look at our YouTube channel, Allison C. Holt, Bible Basics Builder. It is right out of the corral. It's, it's, it's just getting its footing. So go over and support us on YouTube as well. And let us pray. May God bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. And may he be gracious to your to you. May he lift up your countenance upon you and give you peace. I love you and I will talk to you soon.